Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. We're here to help you get through the catastrophes that could kill you. Avalanches, bear attacks, knife fights. And the stuff that really keeps you up at night. Texting mishaps. Sexting mishaps. Being catfished. I'm really worried about getting osteoporosis. <gasps> Me too. My bones are like chalk. I'm getting you a glass of milk right now. Should we just play the song? Yeah, okay. Welcome to How to Survive, and today, Chris and I are going to be discussing how to survive a nuclear bomb and or fallout. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, I don't think you can have the fallout without the bomb, but... No, you get both. You get both. Two for the Two price of one. one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Chris, you did the research this time. I did a lot of research. Because nothing you like more than diving deep into something that terrifies the fuck out of you. Yes, right. I mean... You know, I actually had a lot of fun researching this. <laughs> was it more fun than a nuclear bomb? It was, I think. You know, I assume. Is this something you worry about on a daily basis? You know, I actually, this isn't one of my uh, fears, but I realized as I was researching this, it was one of my fears when I was a kid. Well, so I was going to say, you and I are exactly the same age, yes. like a month apart we or something. We don't have to say it out loud. No. We, can just know but it. we can just know it. We did grow up in a time where we were told to get under a desk on a regular basis, I wanted to, to ask prepare. You this. Yes, yes. So yes, about in school grade, drills. When right. you were in school, did you have to do like nuclear drills where you went and got under desk and put your hands? Hundred percent. Okay, because I, I, I could today remember, do. Yeah. yeah, kids today do shooter drills. Yes, and we did um, nuclear bomb drills, and it was dr it was no pun intended drilled into us that this was like a big deal. I yeah. mean, this was the Reagan era. Still okay, the so Cold we, War. Still the Cold War. Yeah, we were in the height of the Cold War. Right, we were. We were Cold chilled. War kids. Yeah. Um. And I was interested in that because I remember, I, and I kept getting mixed up. I was like, were those tornado drills? Or because we did oh, those too, because I'm I was sure you did, yeah. in the Midwest. Um, and I was like, oh, I wonder if Danielle did the head under, or, oh, yeah. you know, body under the desk, head on the head, right. hands on the head. I can't put words together. And there were like bumper stickers, like no nukes. And like yes. it was a, it was sort of the issue of the day, one of the issues of the day, but certainly a big one. Well, and one of my first uh, fun research topics that I did for this um, because I like to dive right into the center of <laughs> facts is I revisited the movie The Day After. Right. So the movie The Day After was a huge... Now, was it a television It was a television it movie, right? It was a right? television event. It was an event. It was an event. Um, you had to get a shelter just to watch it. <laughs> you had to dig you underground. Did. 20 feet just, underground. Just, just to, to, to contain the... The enormity. scary enormity of the event. And I mean, was it a one night it was, event? It was. It was originally imagined to be two nights. Imagined. They, to it, be yes. Two this nights. is. I, I read the Wikipedia okay. page, and then they realized, you know what? We're going to just do this for one night. I think because they couldn't get enough um, sponsorship, because so many sponsors dark... were like, "Nope, we don't want oh, our name yes. attached to this." Yeah. So they okay. decided to condense it into one night, four hours with limited commercial breaks, just for things like. Like nuclear bomb guns and shelters, yeah, I think. Right, 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 right. Hard hats. Uh, and they had even one of the actors do a warning at the top of the movie, uh, whose name I can't remember, but he was this older fella who was old then, but then I remember him being really old on Northern Exposure. So he was an actor okay. from Northern Exposure whose name I can't remember, but okay. you, you would know who he was. All right. Um, I, I'm sorry, sir, That's that I okay. don't remember your name if you're listening. I'm sure he's alive. dead. He's dead. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so they had all the this this film had all of the. But what was the warning? This is oh, about a nuclear explosion. Yes, don't try this at home. I mean, don't what was watch. The warning? It was like this is going to be really grim. Yeah. You 
should I guess like watch it with your kids, but also be prepared for to terrify the shit out of them right. and talk to them about it. Okay. So, um, and they, I watched and they, it, and they did the preview just because they needed to fill up the time because they couldn't get enough yeah. sponsors. They were like, <laughs> they were wait, like, if you could just like, ad lib for a few minutes about how <laughs> terrifying this is going to be, that would be fantastic. Yeah, do whatever, sing a song. We right. just just fill up the time. So um, you watched it at the time. I. I think so. I mean, I remember it very vividly. Yeah, I, you know what? You know what's funny? I remember it as an event. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch it, but I do remember the 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 enormity, the big, the big like, deal of yeah. it. Yeah, right. Because back then, you know, you had to be home to see something. Right. You couldn't like watch it later. It was right. And at eight o'clock at night on a Thursday, you could have been anywhere. Yes. <laughs> well, really, you could have. <laughs> It's true. Your mom could have just left you somewhere. Who knows where I was? Who knows? You were just wandering the streets. I was of Ohio. just out. Um, but you do think you watched it? Okay, I watched it, and it was terrifying. Right. I mean, I watched it last night, and it was terrifying. Oh, you did? Okay. I mean, I, I let's say I skimmed it. I mean, all right. I, but I, I did watch very um, closely the actual nuclear scenes. Uh huh. Because they spend like an hour letting you get attached to all the main characters. <laughs> Smart. And then they kill all of them. And then they blow them They kill like most of them. Okay. And um, it's scary. It's grim. Did they have a picture? Did they have a scene where they showed in concentric circles how the nuclear blast would affect the outlying 50 miles? Like a circle here and then boom, a circle boom, there. Boom, then, boom, yeah. Boom. Did they show that? Like in it's, a- it's, it's actually more like they show the wave going across. Oh, oh, God. And they did it in what they did. They did it in Kansas because they felt like if they did it in cities, the people who are in most of the country that don't live in cities wouldn't connect to it. They were like, nobody's going to care in Kansas if you're killing all the people in New York. Yeah, but why would I care if other people in Kansas are dying? Well, yeah, if I don't live in Kansas. You're 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 a city person. They, yeah, you know, are there more? What? This was in 1932. This was the 80s. Most yeah, but of people they wanted living to, in rural they areas. They wanted to affect the the sort of the midwestern midwestern person. Okay, so. So that's they said it in a fuck in you, LA. Yeah, and New they were York. like, you can, we don't care. You can blow up. We don't. We don't care, care. about okay. you. Libtards. So they killed, <laughs> and that was the origination of the term libtar. <laughs> I think so. It predated the internet. Um, well, so it was pretty graphic, but also a little bit silly because the special effects back then were like oh, okay. the nuclear. <laughs> Um, radiation hits the person, and then yeah. they immediately turn into a skeleton. No, no! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! So it was like body skeleton. Oh, so that was kinda, so much fun. That and the skeleton funny. is standing up. Yeah, it was like the skeleton doesn't fall down. No, skeleton like Bugs Bunny. Oh, and then like cows. Cows were like cows. Then skeleton. Did you see like a green line going through them? And then it was just like white skeleton. That part was a little bit funny. That's funny. Now I want to watch it. You did. I. Full disclosure, I did watch just the commercial. Chris sent me the commercial, and it was terrifying. Right? It wasn't like, I thought it was going to be hokey because it was done a long time ago. No, it's scary as shit. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It still holds up as scary. Yeah. Um. So, you know, that, I think, was part of why I am doing a podcast right now about all my fears. Is right. Because I saw this movie when I was a little kid. Right. And all the milk carton kids. I think mine had something yeah, to do yeah. with it. Because, I mean, literally every time I walked down the street, I was like, a guy in a van's going to kidnap me. Right. Um, but that's a different the episode. The Milk Carton Kids would be a good name for a band. Isn't it? Yeah. Already. Oh, is it a name for it a band? It is a name for a band. Oh, okay. So I'm not original at all? No. Got it. I mean, you Just are, but not, not in that. But is it made out of former missing children? Because <laughs> it should be. That would be great. Uh, if only... And they just wear masks of their aged self, of oh, what God. they would look like. The, the background of their show is a big screen with just all of those flyers. Yeah, just all the missing. F- yeah, that would be great. I'm right. going to go to that concert. Um, but I don't really like going to concerts. So, all right. That movie. Why don't you like going to concerts? It's too many people. Like even before COVID, it's before just too COVID. many people. I mean, I'll go, but it better be like Hall and Oates. <laughs> like somebody I really like. Let's actually talk about some safety measures in the event of, nuclear, of an actual nuclear. Of an actual, I know we act like it's not a threat anymore, but they still have. They're oh, still. It's still. You know, it's, weaponized up to their. It's teeth. still a threat. 
everyone's weaponized up to their That's not eyeballs. an expression, I said. They're weaponized up to their teeth. I like it. They're weaponized up to their teeth, but no more. It doesn't go all the way up. <laughs> Let's There's w- something about to the teeth. To the teeth, I like it. Isn't there something? What am I thinking of? Up to their tits? No. No. Although Putin does have tits. He does? Well, he I doesn't mean, have seen them pierced them. like um, Cuomo, does he? No. Because that would that really I freak know me of. out. Isn't that so funny that Ugh. he had... It just, it's so it's, gross. It's so creepy. Yeah. I mean, he's already... He's creepy and the then worst, he, but we but yeah. that's I, that really pushes it over. Yeah, there. I don't just ever, get him out of office for that that's, reason. I don't ever want to see that. No. Oh God. Up to the teeth. Arm to the teeth. Arm to the teeth sounds it right. Can't be right. Is that right? You think that's right? I, I like it. Okay, so Garen says Garen, our producer, says it's right, but I don't know. It doesn't really make any sense. Maybe okay, anyway. Well, Yes, so it's still a threat. It's still a threat. We just don't think about it because there's so, so many other horrible oh, things. We have so many other yeah, things. So many other things. Trump, but yeah, I mean, nuclear it, it, war. It, things got really intense when yes. Trump and, and you, when you've got all these dictators and there's yeah. there's a lot I read about. But that's let's push that to the side okay. for now and just talk about what we need to do. Okay. Okay. So we may get a warning. We may not get any warning. What we do know is that the fallout is the most dangerous in the first few hours after a detonation when it's okay. giving off the highest levels of radiation. And this might this could come from even like a dirty bomb like that some person oh, makes. Not so, even a nuclear bomb. Yeah. You know, like a person, some crazy person could be like set off a dirty bomb. No, I thought dirty bombs like shrapnel. It can be, but it can also have radiation. Oh, I read this. Oh, like a little bonus. Like, yeah. Like how when you buy. Juice. Like. Juice. When you buy like. Um, you know, what am I trying to say? When you buy like gain laundry detergent, but it has like the packet thing in it. No, but it oh. has like it's like it smells like Febreze or yes. something. Like they combine two things, oh, so you God, could get shrapnel. Yes, with um also with chemicals in it or something that causes radiation, and you don't even have to pay extra. My God, that's such a good deal. I know. And you can do it at home. Yes. And you can learn it on the internet. I bet you can learn it Oh my it God, there internet. should be a DIY show for like dirty bombs. Well, we should pitch it. Like, yeah, we could do a, a, um, a spinoff of Making It, the Amy Poehler show. Yes. But just with like weaponry. Yes. And you have to, but there'll still be a lot of foam involved. Do you think maybe our untapped talent is pitching shows to the Taliban? Holy shit. Are we in the wrong business? We have to disguise ourselves as men to pitch it to the Taliban. It'll be like, uh, it'll be like Remington Steele. We'll <laughs> pretend like we're the secretaries for men who have developed this TV show and sell it to the Taliban. I'm not quite following, but as long as I get to watch Remington Steele again, that's all we research. have to do. You know, we're just that's what our meetings are going to be. We're just going to be us watching Remington Steele. I like it. Oh my I'm god, fully I love Remington Steele so Me much. Too. Oh. oh my god, obsessed, obsessed. Stephanie Zimbalist. Stephanie Zimbalist. Who I want to call Stephanie Zimbalist Jr. because her father was <laughs> Edward Zimbalist Jr. Ed something. Zimbalist. I didn't even know anything about. Yeah, her no, her father was an actor too, and it was Edward something Zimbalist Jr. But anyway, yes, her and her hats. Oh, oh my god, she had some good hats. those felt hats. You would Didn't look good in a hat. Feathers? Did they have feathers? They in might them? have. She was feeling particularly saucy. She had good hair. Oh, she had great hair. What's she up to now? I don't know. I don't remember anything she did after that. I'm sure well, she did guest appearances. We should see if she'd like to be a guest on the show. Yes, we should. I'm going to just gonna check have in. her describe Pierce Brosnan in Spanish. I have a good Pierce Brosnan story. You do? I think it's good. Um, I'm trying to remember who told me this story. because Was it Stephanie Zimbalist? It wasn't. Okay. You know, I haven't seen her in ages. <laughs> I used to lunch with her at the Ivy. Um... That it was, oh God, I wish I could remember who told me this, but my brain won't allow it. He was going to do a new movie and they wanted him to have his wife be like, um, who is the woman? Emma Thompson. Is that who you, that's Emma Thompson who's was, give me a movie. Emma Nanny Thompson. McPhee? Thank you, thank you. Okay. A, yeah. You know, and he yeah. was like, I was really thinking more along the lines of Charlize Theron. <laughs> Which I just loved. I was well, like, it's actually shocking that anyone would suggest yes, right? Emma, Emma Thompson Someone as his wife his is age-appropriate. Because his wife is age-appropriate. All right. got to get safe from this bomb. Okay. All right. So you want to fallout is dangerous in the first few hours after the detonation when it's giving off the highest levels of radiation. Right. So in other words, 
even if you get away from okay if, if a nuclear bomb goes off and you're you you're in your car and you drive away you're still screwed right because well you've been exposed because you've been exposed okay. so okay obviously first piece of advice get inside get inside the nearest building to avoid radiation brick or okay. concrete are best um I, I mean like what else is there wood I guess you don't. Well, I mean, if you're one of the three little pigs, you've got a straw. Yeah, you want a straw. Yeah, do not go in the straw house. Don't go in the straw house. There's a nuclear fallout. What's the other? What is it? Straw. Straw. What's the other one? Uh, mud. No, cotton balls. (laughs) (laughs) This. I think it's dryer sheets. This with Febreze. With Febreze. Yeah. Um. This little house. Wait. Straw. Straw. The last one's brick. What is it? Wood? Wood. He's tapping at the desk. Oh, okay. Wood. All right. Well, that's my house, so I'm not. Yeah, you're screwed I'm, I'm for screwed. so many reasons. Don't go in your house if there's a nuclear. Stay outside. Yeah. Um, go well, I don't your... know if you should stay outside. I'm sure wood is better than no than nothing. Yeah, I'll get in my tub and cover myself. With... I told you to get in the tub. That's what you do always, for everything. Always get in the tub. Bear attack tub. Uh, <laughs> I'll go in the tub, fill it with water, and hold on, brother, as long as I can. Okay. Uh, go to the basement or middle of the building. So in California, we're in trouble because yeah. who has a basement? Okay. Um, stay away from the outer walls and roof. Okay. Try to maintain a distance of at least six feet between yourself and people who are not part of your household. I think. Wait, this, what? I, oh, I, this I, is afterwards. This is post COVID. Okay. I think this is. They're also like, also don't get COVID. Right. So okay, wear a mask if you're sheltering with people. Someone should come up with a bomb that's made of COVID. <laughs> don't you think that would be effective? Yeah, I mean, a I think COVID dirty bomb. A COVID dirty bomb. Well, yeah. we've all been vaccinated, so it better be Delta variant. COVID right, dirty mom. But we still would be better. Yeah, okay. I'm just I'm just throwing ideas out there for our TV show. No, I I mean, these are all good pitches. Um stay tuned and then it says stay tuned any media. Okay. You want to have a battery operated and hand crank radio because it'll still function after nuclear de- detonation. Cell phone, text messaging, television and internet services may be disrupted or unavailable. Okay. So a hand cranked radio. So mm. they're saying that people will still be at a, a radio station. Well, I guess they would be. I mean, yeah, if they're not. I have a KCRW men- membership, so I'm I sure expect be it, it right. to keep working. Maybe you could just put your tote bag over your head so you can get any information about <laughs> you know, I didn't take the tote bag. I gave my entire donation to the station. Oh my god, you're so good. I know. You don't need to show people that you listen to KCRW as you go shopping at the farmer's market? I don't. I just well, tell them here on this podcast. Okay. Support local public radio, folks. Okay. Um, I like the idea of a hand-cranked radio. You that don't have seems- one? No, Chris. I don't have a hand-cranked radio. I also don't have a car I can pedal with my feet. What are you talking about? I have a hand-cranked radio. Because you're scared of everything. Of course I Where am. does one get one? Well, mine came with my bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Of course it did. My emergency bucket. You, or wait, you, also, you know what? I might have had to order it separately. Do you also buy like feed? No. Like, I don't okay, have buckets feed. of feed. I don't. I just, my, my earthquake kit is a bucket because in case oh, you have to shit in okay. it. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think we did. Think to, okay. Yeah. And so you have a hand cranked radio. And, no, it's really smart. I just, yeah, I don't think of these things. Okay. It's okay. I mean, I can send you a link. I didn't understand. So here's something. This is just going back to... Um, the movie for a second, yeah. the day after, when the bomb, when the radiation bomb hit, the nuclear bomb hit, all the cars stopped working. Mm. And is that realistic? I don't. That's that's one thing I didn't I didn't understand because it does say on here, cell phone, text messaging, television, internet services may be disrupted. Okay, you know what? I bet you now the cars wouldn't work because the microchips. Right, but back then I don't know why yeah. if that makes any sense. It doesn't make why sense. Why an me. actual car that's not like, you know, run on computers would stop. Would stop. Although that happens in every movie whenever there's a disaster, right? cars suddenly don't work. So I feel By like, the way, is it Russia who bombs us? Is that the premise yes. of the Okay. Oh, here's something interesting. I asked Sven, my husband who's German. Yeah. I was like, "Hey, do you know a movie called The Day After?" Uh-huh. I always like to ask him sort of cultural stuff sure. to see if and he was like, "Yeah, we had to watch it in school." Oh, they made them watch <laughs> they it. Watched it wow. in school, which I And he even remembers, he's like, "I think they even gave us they like handed out iodine tablets for safety, which are iodine tablets are <laughs> you take them in the event that you are hit with a nuclear bomb, because they protect your um, what's this called the the, the 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 thing you can get cancer in that they check your thyroid, 
they protect your thyroid from being overrun with um, radiation because a lot of people who, really? get, who get exposed to too much radiation, like Chernobyl, there were a lot of cases of babies who had thyroid cancer oh, and children who had thyroid okay. cancer because they're more vulnerable. And it, but he he actually said, you know, actually, that might have been a Chernobyl thing because he was closer to Chernobyl. Right. right. And so they were trying to protect children from getting. I was thought you were say cancer. they gave him like a, you know, like a, a suicide pill, like, <laughs> you know, in the movies, whenever yeah, it's like, well, ah, and then they bite down on it and you won't get me. And then they bite down. It. They don't say it like that. Like they're the Wicked Witch. But they <laughs> what year was the movie, by the way? Do we know? 1983. Oh, 83. 83. Oh, wow, that was earlier than I had thought. Okay. Yeah, 83. Okay. Um, so anyway, I just thought that was interesting. It is. All right. So here's the next step. You've been contaminated. Okay. And now you have to decontaminate. Right. All right. So here's what you're going to do. Silkwood. I'm going to talk about that. Okay. I'm so Sorry, excited I that you... Mean no, to, no, no, no. So, the... I'm really happy that you brought that up yeah. because this is... This is really interesting, and I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with that woman from the movie, and I want to go on a deep dive research of her. Okay. Take off your outer layer of clothing, because that can remove up to 90% of radioactive material. Oh, wow. I know, right? Be careful in removing your clothing to prevent radioactive dust from shaking loose. Well, <sighs> it's a lot, right? I mean, I w- so my first instinct is, okay, go outside to take off your clothing. No. So that, But no, you don't no. want to go outside. You want to do it like in, in a bathtub. S- tiny spot. Okay. And you put all the clothes in a tiny spot? What am I... No, that makes sense. You want to... <laughs> you don't want to be flinging your clothes all over the place. Foo, like foo, it's foo a... around all your family. Right. right. I, I just mean like go in the corner or something. Yes. This isn't... Carefully... This isn't from the CDC. This is just me saying words. Okay. Put your clothes... This is... Put your clothing in a plastic bag or other sealable container and put the bag in an out-of-the-way place away from other people and pets. That makes sense. Okay. okay. Wash yourself off. Okay. If you can't take a shower, you cannot. Wash your hands, face, and parts of your body that were uncovered at a sink or faucet. Use soap and plenty of water. Okay. Okay. And if you don't even have access to that. Should I sing the alphabet song while I'm doing that? Yeah. I, think I mean, just to calm my nerves. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Deep breath. Smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Maybe don't. Maybe don't. Maybe don't. Or maybe smoke them if you got them because <laughs> yeah, just hey. become a nuclear radiated. Yeah, you don't have much time. Right. I don't know. Your yeah. hair's going to, you're going to start looking like Steve Gutenberg from the day after. He's in it. Um, oh yeah, Joe Is Beth he the Williams. Star? Oh, all the everybody, uh, all the hot actors. Amy of the Madigan. Time. I'm like, aren't Joe Beth Williams and Amy Madigan the same person? I thought so, but it okay. turns out not. All right. Um, everyone from the '80s is in that movie. Okay. Um, use a moist wipe, clean wet cloth, or damp paper towel. Okay. Um, not like a Clorox wipe though. Like nothing like okay. Nothing like with chemicals. Just, just water and soap. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Gently blow your nose. Wipe your eyelids, oh geez, eyelashes and ears with a moist, right? Because they could clean, be anywhere. Cloth. I keep, you know, when I read that, I kept thinking of, you know, those women now that are getting like the magnetic eyelashes. Yes, and I'm like, I'm, I'm worried about you. Now, are those magnetic in that, like, you literally can just remove them on and off? It's not anything permanent. I don't even know. I don't know any of it. I'm just, I'm worried about I think all of it's, it. You know, I think it's magnetic. Oh, I know what it is. You put a magnetic, you glue a magnetic strip. I think to your eyelid and then the other side and then the lashes have a magnetic thing on it too which I'm not really sure how that's any different because you still have to use glue so I don't know why it's better than I thought it was like mascara that had magnetic properties I think neither of us know what we're talking about it sounds like we don't know but then I know there's also like mink that you can put which are supposedly gathered humanely mink yeah, on your eyelashes? Oh yeah, that's the thing, mink. No, I'm. This is a problem for me. I know. I'm, that's mm-mm. like a. That's yeah. That's how they do it. I mean, that's I don't. Not the magnetic one. The 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 the, the permanent. You know how you can get them like permanent eyelashes. Is there a way we can take a stance against this publicly? Uh, do I have the energy to do that? We're no. doing it right now. Okay, we just did. No okay, more mink lashes. Thank you. Okay, if you can take a shower, take a warm shower and gently wash yourself with lots of soap. Do not scald, scrub, or scratch your skin. Your skin helps protect the inside of your body from radioactive material. Oh my God! So they uh, so okay. Remember Silkwood? Yes. Do you remember? Don't they, scr- don't they scrub, scrub the hell out of brushes? Yeah. On right. Meryl Streep's body, right. Karen Silkwood. I so I watched on YouTube last night. Yeah. Clips from the movie because I was like, that's culturally such a reference. Right. Of, like, like take, I a have to go home and take a silkwood yeah, shower. Yeah. Right. After that, you know, dinner party. Okay, wash your hair with shampoo or soap. 
Listen to this. Danielle, get ready. I'm ready. Do not use conditioner because it will cause radioactive material to stick to your hair. What? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Okay. You've already rinsed out the nuclear material with the shampoo and water. Apparently. Now it comes back on with the conditioner? Maybe you just can't get all of it out. Okay, so if you can't get all of it out, the conditioner has... What does it say again? How is it phrased? It will cause radioactive material to stick to your hair. That's so fascinating. Right? So what else is conditioner doing to us that we don't know? You can just have hair that's not conditioned. What if I use um, PERT 2-in-1? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Remember trying to use that stuff? Remember? It's so terrible. Remember TAME? Did you guys have TAME? TAME, I know it, but I don't think I used it. Oh, TAME was a conditioner. And it did exactly what it said. You know, it advertised it tamed your hair. Why don't you still use it then? Is it gone? Um, It probably is gone. And also, I don't use conditioner that often. I mean, I use it a little bit, but... All right. Well... Washing my hair was an ordeal as a kid because I had really long hair, like down to my butt. Wow. And I remember my, my neighbors used to wash my hair sometimes. They thought it was fun. I mean, That's they were cute. kids. They were older yeah. kids. And they were just like, let us wash your hair. Yeah. And then they would braid it. And this was yes. before cultural appropriation was um, recognized. And, you know, I'd go to school with like a thousand uh, Bod- oh, Boderic okay, braids okay. in my hair. Yes. And then when I took it out, it was all frizzy. I thought I looked really cute. I bet you did look really cute. Oh, um, I'm going to talk about Fukushima for a second. Okay, talk about Fukushima. Um, so this was the nuclear that disaster was the, in Japan. Exactly. A few in two, years ago. 2011. Okay. And um, so just to remind our audience, that was a disaster caused by the Tohoku, Tohoku, if I'm saying that right, earthquake and tsunami. So I'm just going to explain it in very vague, b- b- basic terms. Okay. The, the, how, how it went down. Okay, so what happened was... The power plant detected the earthquake. Yes. And they tried to, uh, the reactors tried to shut down. Right. Um, However, the earthquake also generated a 46-foot tsunami that swept over the seawall, flooded reactors one through four, and that caused a failure of the emergency generators, lost the power, and then that caused three nuclear meltdowns. Three hydrogen explosions and the release of radioactive contamination resulting in the evacuation of over 150,000 people. I remember it like it was 10 years ago. It uh, it was, was 10 years ago. But I do remember it. And so what happened to the people? Did, so, did, are a lot of people, do they have nuclear poisoning? Or? No, no. They, 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 the result is that... Um, well, this is based on a 2000. Thank you for asking. Yes. Because <laughs> well, that was care. the thing I was going to talk oh, about next. It's like you can just, we're so copacetic. Yeah. Um, so the 2014 report by the United, I'm not going to read all that, actually. Uh, some people that are smart projected no increase in miscarriages, stillbirths, or physical and mental disorders in babies born after the accident. Um, and uh, all those people evacuated seem... Okay. So why are they okay? Is 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 nuclear energy cleaner now than it was? In the- I think they just they just kind of handled it well. It sounds like all of these people are overreacting because apparently you're fine if you're. But no, because everyone in Chernobyl had disabilities and well, so why these were they okay? Pe- well, these people. Well, I I think there might be some maybe depression, mental illness kind of stuff happening. So I don't want to say these people are all okay. I I didn't oh, in, I didn't in read Japan. Okay. Yeah. So I don't want to be like they're fine. Yeah. I think the the evacuation was pretty stressful and there was even some some studies saying like these people actually didn't even really need to be evacuated. Really? I, I don't know. Like okay. again, I that's I didn't dive too deep into that. And they are saying it'll take 30 to 40 years from the disaster to really know the full impact. Okay. So, I mean, I think most of the actual, um, you know, the deaths and destruction came from the tsunami and the earthquake. Right. Um, not as much the uh, the the radiation to the to the people. Right. I can't speak for the whales. I was going to say, wasn't there a lot of screwed up uh, sea life? Yeah. I mean, for, after this, I, I wouldn't eat sushi. Maybe over there. No. Um, so you would go to Japan and not eat sushi? Is that what you're saying? Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> Okay. I ha- I mean, it's been 10 years. Um, okay, so the reason I'm bringing this up, yes, uh, I do have a point, is that I wondered, what's the risk of something like that, a fu- Fukushima Dachi-style disaster in California? Okay. You know, because we have nuclear uh, yes. reactors along up along the coast. Sure. So I did some research. I went to NBCNews.com. Yeah. 
Um, and it turns out the nuclear reactor in the United States with the highest risk of an earthquake causing core damage is not the Diablo Canyon Power Plant. Well, there, I okay, I'm gonna, I have to pay 50 bucks now. My money was on the Diablo. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. I'll take it. You can Venmo me. Okay. Uh, with its twin reactors tucked between the California coastline and the San Andreas Fault. Yeah. You would think. Okay. San Andreas It's Fault. also not the San Onofre, uh-huh. which you've passed many times on your way to San Diego yeah. when you're going to Legoland, um, or which is a four-hour drive down the Pacific coast at San Clemente, surrounded by fault lines on land and under the ocean. It's not on the Pacific coast at all. It's on the Hudson River. What? That's right. That's right, folks. Do they have earthquakes over there? With Yeah. They are starting to have earthquakes everywhere in the United States. Because um, you know why? California comes first and everyone copies That's us. right. They can't stand that we're the only ones. Oh, my God. So you're missing out. It's so much fun. So they have... Okay. So the Hudson... Now, is this to say why the Hudson River is the most vulnerable? I'm going to tell you. Okay. All right. So this is 24 miles north of New York City. It's called the Indian Point Energy Center. Uh, it's nuclear reactor number three has the highest risk of earthquake damage in the country, according to new U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission. Okay, it's what the the the. Sorry about this. Okay, I don't want to read all that. <laughs> One. You guys, I know you thought I memorized this, but <laughs> still a lot of numbers. The estimated risk each year is one in ten thousand. That it could happen. That it could happen. That there could be a nuclear um, accident. Yes. What is it called? A, a, That's a good. Re- yeah. Reactor. Yes. A, a, yeah. Yes. A boo-boo. And they um, generate up to one-third of the electricity for New York City. Oh, my God. Um, and the, this is kind of interesting. The plant with the second highest risk, Massachusetts, third, Pennsylvania, then Tennessee, Pennsylvania again, Florida, Virginia, and South Carolina. So we're fine here in California. Only then does California's Diablo Canyon appear on the list, followed by Pennsylvania. That's so strange. Three mile, three mile in. Now, they don't talk about sort of like what... Um, this, is, this, is, this is why they're saying this. Okay. Nuclear power plants built in these areas, usually thought of as earthquake zones, such as California's coastline, have a surprisingly low risk of damage from these earthquakes. Why? They built anticipating a major quake. Oh, okay. Because we have so many earthquakes, we're more prepared. Okay, so that makes sense. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, that does it. I'm moving next to a nuclear reactor. I think you should. I think the prices will be better. So, that's it. Well... This is fascinating, and I do actually want to go back and watch both those movies. I mean, I've, I've seen I've seen Silkwood, but not in a long time. Um, but I've never seen The Day After, and um, which is different than The Morning After, right? That's <laughs> yes. two different thoughts completely. That's, those both, are two different things. One is a preventable disaster, and one is a, <laughs> a preventable disaster. Um, but that was great. We're going to take actually a break, and then we break. will welcome in our guest for the next half of our show, where so we talk excited. about not nuclear bombs, but bombing on stage very familiar okay we'll be right back see you then welcome back to how to survive with danielle and christine we just talked about nuclear bombs and now we're talking about bombing on stage um both chris and i have had a deep dark stand-up past sure (laughs) and we've both bombed on stage my story very quickly i mean just one it's not like i only bombed once but i didn't do that many road gigs but one road gig i did i was on stage and there was a Harley Davidson like employees function that was in the. <laughs> they were the audience. Oh my god! And you know, not maybe not my target audience, but you know, never blame the audience except when this happens. So I had mentioned being Jewish in one of my jokes, uh-huh. and um, from the audience, someone yells. Put her in an oven. Holy (laughs) shit. Oh, my God. Which is a compliment because I guess I can fit in an oven. Yeah. You are Um, so tiny. Yeah. So that was that's just a brief. (laughs) We're going to introduce our guest in a second who has a a better and more (laughs) bombing stories. But Chris, what was your. um, Well, okay. Let me just preface by saying most of my stand-up experience is bombing. Yeah. So I, I, I did a lot of open mics. I did a lot more open mics than I did probably booked shows because yeah. I think I never really got to that point where I felt like I could do real shows. But one real show I did was at the Improv, and I did it with like a um, group of you know aspiring comedians because I wanted stage time. It's with this woman who sort of teaches 
stand, stand ups. Up. Okay. And I did her sort of class. Oh, because okay. I, I did knew one of those. Yeah. I, I knew I would get stage time that way, and I wanted stage time at the improv. Right. And so um, her whole class was about like teaching you how to do stand up that was your life story kind of stand up. Yeah. But my stand up was more, I just, I kind of at this point in time was like, I do wacky characters who tell weird stories and I say like, Really? Yes. I, I cannot picture you I doing that. I was experimenting okay. a okay, lot. Where I, I was, like it. And I was like, I, I liked the idea of saying sort of like outrageous things as these characters. Not characters. Anyway, I'm not going to do it. But like, (laughs) (laughs) do what? Do what? Do what? Um, But I kind of listened to her and tried to do this stuff where I was like, I'm going to talk about my family. And it was not good. So anyway, I got up there. I did my (laughs) I did my five minutes was very nervous and I was like you know that that actually wasn't that bad because you know it's a real audience it's not an open mic and it's also a lot of the people who are doing it's families so it's a pretty supportive crowd and I came off the stage and she grabbed my arm (laughs) this is the teacher the teacher Uh and she said hey I just want you to know that wasn't as bad as you thought it was (laughs) (laughs) never were there more inspiring words yeah from a mentor yes Oh my so that God. was my one experience That's at the Hollywood Improv. Well, with us now is our friend, Matt Weinhold, who hey. actually Chris and I both worked with on The Dish. Yes. So much fun. Which we all wrote on, which if you don't know The Dish, it was a sister show um, to The Soup. Um, and it was just like The Soup, except for it was geared toward women and no one ever heard of it. Yes. So we had to explain what it was. Like all my projects. Right. Like every, I yes, everything I've ever worked on, on. I've yet to work on something where someone nods yes, when I'm telling them what it is. I'm just like, but what I, a great time though. That oh, so much fun. It was so fun. fun. Yeah. It was one so of my favorite good. times. I agree. One of my best jobs. And he also hosts his own podcast called Monster Party. Monster Party, yes. Which is, what? can you briefly explain what Monster Party is? I will, yes. <laughs> briefly, uh, Matt. Briefly, Matt. My uh, three other co-hosts, yes, we have yes. four hosts of the yeah. show, uh, Larry Stroth, yeah. James Gonis, and Sean Sheridan. We all get together, we pour some cocktails, we get a guest usually, yeah, and then we just talk about horror, science fiction, fantasy, animation, all kind of nerdy stuff, collecting action figures, cool, all the stuff that That's so I know fun. that you ladies like. Yeah. So, oh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we uh, it, and it's really just, it can go... From it's usually about two hours. Jesus, because we have a party. It's yes, right. Because don't yes. you like ordering food? We, we, and well, the, we used to do that when we had people. Pandemic, in the, yeah. yeah, would come over. We'd have yeah. food, and then everyone would eat, and we'd talk and get to know each yeah. other a little bit with the guests, and then uh, and then we would do the show. And I'm telling you, so many times. We had people come in and say, ah, how long is this going to go? And next thing you know, it's two and a half hours. Right, because they've had a blast. Because, yeah, and it's light and it's fun. And and we usually have a topic. So we have one that's coming up called Vampires, Ooh, Volume fun. 2. Oh, oh, this is yeah. like right up Garen's alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, well, I've been doing that for about I, uh, roughly 10 years. We just had our oh, 200th wow. episode. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. And Matt and I have worked... Uh, at Playboy together, and you know, both Playboy. of us. Playboy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Please, we've had crazy. Tell Another me. one of my favorite. Was that, guys. were you guys doing jokes for porn? Give me a little. Actually, oh, yes. There was. <laughs> I want to know, just for the audience, well, I remember brief, I remember vaguely. There but was a I, show called me, The Stash. Okay. That is literally the soup for porn. Okay. So yeah. we would so watch clips, clips and clips. right. And then we did other, we did other writing jobs there too. But that was, um, there was, a, it, again, there's a Playboy channel? What? Yes. No one no one knew what we were doing. It was really fun. Probably no one has ever seen the shows we wrote on. But um, but they were great. They were they a were lot really of fun. fun. Yeah. And uh, because of the format and our boss, uh, Wendy Miller, yeah. uh, we had a lot of latitude mm-hmm. of just go- doing really weird, yeah. crazy things. Matt and I took a German, German, right? German sex reality show. Yeah, it was a German sex scripted reality show. Yes. It I was, hope it was scripted. Yeah. Where this, <laughs> it was like a porn, but it was a series. Yeah. And it wasn't, as far as I know, it wasn't, it didn't, unless they cut something out, it was softcore. Okay. So it was just yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. people getting naked. naked yeah. yeah. You have to ask Sven to have if he knows the show. Her yeah. husband's show. You have to ask him if he knows. Um, <laughs> he probably watches it in the bathroom on his phone. So anyway, we, we, <laughs> we redubbed it. 
Yes. We dubbed it rather and made our own story out of <laughs> that it. That sounds yeah. really fun. And it was really fun. It was yeah. absolutely it was. ridiculous. And we got to do the worst the worst German, German accents because we Oh my god, yeah, it was great. It was really fun. Yeah. So anyway, but above all that, Matt is a stand up comic. And um you have oh been doing stand up for a long time and you have some oh my. good stories. Well, I know look. You you call you contacted me and yes. you talked about bombing. Yeah, and you were the first was, person I thought of. Of course, <laughs> you go to the best. You go to the expert. Who do I know who's bombed on stage? And I and you know over thirty years. Yeah, I mean there were so many situations where, and they were usually not like in a comedy club. It was usually something like a private gig or okay. something different. Mm-hmm. And so when I was first starting comedy, I, I think I was doing it for maybe eight months or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Is this I, in San Francisco? In San Francisco, in the Bay Area. And I got a call from someone who was helping me get gigs. Like, hey, in San Jose, they're doing this local version of the Jerry Lewis Labor Day Telethon. You know, where they have yeah. it like in different places okay. and they get singers oh, you mean, and bands. And, and like... On the Jerry Lewis show, they would cut to would these cut different. To right. Okay, okay, so, okay. You know, like, hey, we're going to San Jose now. You know. Well, that's. I mean, that's, that's kind of huge sound, in its own way. It yeah. Great. Like, yeah. You could say you worked be on TV. You could you say know? you worked with Jerry Lewis. Yes. In a matter of speaking, but he didn't yell at me or anything right. or call me anything horrible. Uh, so. Uh, well, you're not a woman. Well, that's true. <laughs> yes, I had that on right. my side. Yes. <laughs> sure. We uh, so uh, it was a couple friends of mine. We go to this thing, and we. We go there and they say, you're going to be in between these two heavy metal bands. <laughs> great, <Okay>. great. <laughs> you're not opening. You're literally in between. I'm two. in between. I'm oh. going to be the buffer yes. between these two heavy metal bands. And you can't, but you you can't, can't stand up two for heavy metal bands, bands together. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, and, I, and I'm full on, like, I took a comedy class too. So I'm yeah. like, I've got my oh. blazer with the rolled up sleeves. I'm <laughs> high and my coiffed hair. And hey, everybody, my perfectly polished scripted set yeah. yes you know bit number one there you know, <laughs> we go there we go there will be no improv so uh i'm up there so what happens is that i see what's happening in the crowd and i'm in the wings ready to go on and this is not a, a happy this is not my usual you know workshop crowd right this is a lot of metalhead dudes le- <laughs> for a leather I, I have no explanation telethon? for this. Okay. I have no guys in it's a telethon. Two, and it's bands like, you know, and there was like Metal Face and the <laughs> Death Toe or whatever. You know. Death Toe. So, anyway. I know them. I am right. They're, they <laughs> they're are good. both, to be fair, they're both very good bands. Sure. But, so, uh, you know, Metal Face ends. And then I'm, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, go out there. So I go, Do you they know, introduce you? Or well, is it you just... Know, you know how it is. It was, they were like, yeah. oh, Matt Weinhold. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah, he does comedy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, hi, you know, oh. and I, you know Mr. Now, uh, you know. Is the, is the mosh pit still happening while you're doing your stand-up? Uh, they're, you know, people are picking themselves up from the floor right. and wiping the blood off their forehead. <laughs> sure. and, like, oh whoa, God. something new is happening. <laughs> and <laughs> so... Walk out there, and it's really you know. Oh, hey everybody! You know these commercials. What's going on? I mean, I'm like the cliche of every stand up one one. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, what if Jack Nicholson were Jesus? Oh. And so, oh. uh, so you know. And but before I like I start and I just say hello before I even get into any of that stuff. I go. Hey everybody! <laughs> and the entire crowd just goes, "Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you, you motherfucker! You're gonna die! Die, you motherfucker!" Everybody flipping me off at the same time. A barrage oh my of God. like cans, oh aluminum cans, bah, 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 no. paper, and I'm just oh like, God. "Whoa!" What? And and I had never experienced anything. Well, I was like just that. gonna say, you've only been doing stand-up for eight months. You probably haven't worked. Real crowds. You probably haven't bombed at all, really. Yeah, you know, a couple like, but nothing open with, mics where it yeah. didn't go as well as okay, I would like. Okay, but nothing like. hostile, like not like, laughs. Right, right. So nothing had prepared like, you for this that hostility. <laughs> like it was, it was yes. really, it was strange because what happened, and then I kept trying to go. You know, like okay, everybody, <laughs> hey, hey, whoa. But oh. anyway, like I was saying, oh. those commercials oh. are really. Oh. Fuck you! 
another barrage of cans and then like some more I don't know what they were but like harder objects because I can hear them like hitting go, things oh so my like, god ding, 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 ding. spittoon their metal faces were coming yeah. up right they were throwing, they were throwing their metal, metal faces. faces and uh so uh this is really getting bizarre were you getting paid for this no oh oh no this is the where anywhere you go just anywhere for stage time yes, right, right. And and so I'm just kind of caught in the headlights. Like, I really don't know what to do. And I try talking. Hey, guys, if you just listen to me, you might enjoy it. Oh. And fuck out more. More <laughs> stuff. More stuff. Everything. And, and it's getting the, the amount of stuff that's being thrown is more. And it's just more and more, oh, you God. know, and where I mean, I mean, like a barrages. And so uh, I, all of a sudden. I get this feeling of calm. Oh. It's, it was so strange because I had never experienced this level of hostility for nothing. Right. I didn't. I just came here to try to entertain. Right. Yeah. I wasn't. I didn't call anyone any. I didn't insult <laughs> yeah. the bands or anything. But and so I just kind of said, I'm like, wow, this is this is something uh-huh. I've never experienced. And I kind of calmed down a little bit. Okay. And right as this is happening. This guy from the wings comes out and goes, hey, man, the lead singer of the next band, he's going to come out and he's going to calm everybody down. So I was like, okay, well, I, this I have to see. Okay. <laughs> so this guy comes out and he's like every metal dark, like he's like a praying mantis, you know, you know what I mean? Tall and like, heroin yeah, skinny. Heroin skinny, yeah, right. long hair, he's right. wearing dark glasses, and he comes out, and he walks to the edge of the stage, and he just goes, hey, settle, <laughs> and walks back okay. off of the stage, and, and, I, and I just kind of chuckle, and just a sound from my mouth <laughs> launches another barrage. Right? So it's like <laughs> the, the principal of the school says, "Stop, stop screwing with the, with the uh, substitute teacher." Yes, everyone's quiet for the three seconds. The principal is there. Yes. Principal leaves. Then it's fuck you. And now it's fuck right. you back to me. throwing shit at you. Yes. So now more and more heavy objects. I feel <laughs> hitting the stage. Nothing hits me yet. Okay. Yet. And if I remember correctly, nothing ever did, but it got close. Yeah, I can but, imagine. But it got to be a little alarming, like, ooh, this I, this could now, be dangerous. Yeah. What prevents you from just running off stage at this point? Because I had been taught that, like, you stay out there, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and at this point in my life, and this has long gone... <laughs> But I was a, I was sort of the eternal optimist. Right. I can turn this around. <laughs> right. I. You know what? I'm good, and I'm gonna win them wow. over when they hear my. Uh, yes. You know, uh, my song routine. Oh. They're gonna love it. So. Uh, so all this stuff is being Poor thrown, Matt. and I. In the crowd, I noticed there is one guy who is really chucking stuff like yeah and somehow i don't know how he did this within the time that i was on but managed to get like a bag of stuff to throw he brought a bag of rocks yeah he's like that guy in every old movie that brought the tomatoes i'm ready tomatoes are but they're filled with like they grew a tomato with like a ball bearing in the middle so uh, he's, he's just chucking shit. Oh God, that and, guy. And, and so now I know where most of it's coming from. Yeah. And, and the volatile, okay. dangerous stuff. And it's coming at me. And then I see the security guys come. Right. Security guys come, grab this guy. And he wrestles out of their grip. <laughs> and I see him run. And then another security guy grabs him. And they all converge on this guy. And they wrestle him to the ground. Oh, my God. And, and I'm, so this is all happening. I'm still getting stuff thrown at me and I'm just stuck there standing on stage. And you're still talking or and you're I'm, not I'm talking I'm sort of babbling. Okay. Whoa, hey, whoa, 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 this whoa, whoa check this out. Whoa, what a day. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, so the guy, so the guys wrestle to the ground and the uh, security guards are all on him. And then I see one of the security guards pull out of his back pants the biggest gun oh I had ever s- seen in real life. <sighs> and, I, and that is when I said, good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Oh, wow. My God. 
I really, really, really want to live in a world where that did make it on to the MDA telephone. And and uh, it would set off Jerry Lewis, and he would have to cover. In this day of reality TV, that yeah. should be a show where yes. that, that could have saved the telethon. To like, hey, someone is tanking. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go to San Jose, California. That would be oh must see TV. So now, yeah. when you get off stage, um, are you humiliated are you just in disbelief is anyone there I am to not shock humiliated. you right okay no right. cuz obviously ma- you did nothing right. i mean yeah no one is mad at me okay uh everybody is apologetic because i'm volunteering my time right yeah. to be pummeled yeah and so everyone oh i'm so sorry i don't know what happened well you did book two heavy metal bands back right. to back and they're not known for their tolerance of, right. you know. And they certainly don't want to I watch. saw Seinfeld three times on TV and I want to be him right now. <laughs> uh, so. Matt, thank you so much for being here so today. Much. Thank We're you We're going to definitely me. have you back on and tell more yeah. stories, whether it's about bombing or something Just else. Anything. Because you're I love fantastic. End of the World stuff, too. Oh, uh, we've got a lot, of, a lot yeah, of that. I love that kind of thing. Um and thank you all of you guys for listening. Yes, thank and you for tuning in. We're loving doing the show. And Great show, by the way. Oh, that's yes. so sweet. Thank you. Thanks, well, thank Matt. you for I'll, being I part of it. I will plug it on our show. Oh, that's so thank nice. You. And everyone tune into Monster Party. Yeah. Yay. All right, we will see you guys next time. Until then, survive. Bye. Hey, everybody. We'd love to hear from you on the social media at Pod How to Survive on Twitter and Instagram. And also, you can send us an email podcast how to survive at gmail.com we'd love to hear your survival stories or just say hello all right talk to you later look around you can find cars like these on auto trader like that car riding your tail or if you're tailgating right now all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on auto trader too are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time well multitasking pro cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on auto trader New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.